What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Powerhouse. My name is Eric Garcia, and you're watching the Powerhouse Podcast. Today, I'm lucky enough to be with a special guest, David Garcia. He's a personal trainer, runs his own personal training business, and works at, at a gym as well. You know, he's been doing programs and um, has a background in soccer, which is how we kind of started talking through Instagram. And, you know, we have a lot of similarities, but I have a lot to learn, and hopefully you guys will learn a lot as well today. David, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Of course, bro. Appreciate you. You come from Santa Cruz, which is kind of far. Um, if you guys don't know, from the Bay Area, so, you know, you're, you're, you're close, but, you know, it's, it's a little bit away, so I really appreciate you so making... You know, we had to come up here and get on the Powerhouse podcast, huh? Yes, sir. Make that sacrifice. That's that's what life's about. Um, so, yeah, I guess I want to talk about, I guess, Santa Cruz and, and what it was like growing up there. You know, tell the people who you are and, you know, what what your story is. So, I grew up in a small town called Watsonville. So, I'm not straight from Santa Cruz. I'm from Watsonville, which is 30 minutes away from Santa Cruz. But nobody knows where Watsonville is, so I always say I'm from Santa Cruz just so I don't have to go out of my way and explain it, you know? Yeah. But... I mean, growing up in Watsonville, dude, I was lucky enough to come from a well, like, taking care of family. They've always supported me. They've always taken well care of me uh, with whatever I've wanted to do. They've always kind of been there for me. Um, Watsonville is cool. I've been there my whole life. I went to elementary, middle school, high school. It wasn't until college came, which is where, like you said, I used to play soccer. I came down to San Jose to go to De Anza, yeah. and it was where I was at. I wasn't living there. I was still living in Watsonville, so I was just making that commute. Right. And after a while, I went down to L.A. where I was kind of hopping from Airbnbs to hotels for a couple months just out there. Again, trying to grow my business, trying to do the whole personal training. And I was out there for a minute, which was pretty cool. And I've always, like I said, I've always had the support from my parents. So they've always kind of just supported whatever I wanted to do. And it's been it's been a good journey, dude. That's that's lit, man. That's uh, that's good to hear. You know, someone that's taking control of their life and you know, doing better and trying to do better, mm-hmm. uh, something that I could really appreciate. You know, you mentioned, you know, having the support from your family, which, uh, which I really think is a really important part of just life in general, you know, making sure that, you know, you have a, a group of people, you know, not necessarily like a, you know, blood family, but just a group of people that, you know, support you and that you're able to be a part of, yeah. you know, you were talking to me about, you know, your younger siblings and their background exactly. in soccer, you know, what's it been like being the oldest of a, of a family, you know, the oldest sibling? Well, you, being the oldest, dude, you're always looked up to, you know, so you got to be careful with what you do, whether it's inside of soccer, outside of soccer, when you're home, when you're not home, you know, they're always fucking watching. Um, my sister is big into soccer now. She still wants to play. She wants to continue. So me as an older brother, I want to make sure that I'm there to motivate her and inspire her and be able to provide her with as much fucking knowledge or support that she needs so that she doesn't feel like she's doing it on her own. Because you could have all the support you want, but you're not always going to have that special support where you feel like you got somebody with you. It gets to a certain point where you feel like you're doing it for somebody else and you're kind of just doing it on your own. So I don't want my sister to go through that. I want her to feel like she has the support 100%. Like she she needs training. I'm there. I'm going to give her her training. I'm going to make sure she's right. I'm going to make sure she wants to get to where she wants to get. Same goes for my little brother, dude. He's a little little guy. He's a first grader. Damn. But he, he's actually pretty fucking raw, bro. He plays... My dad's his coach. Okay. But he, he's actually pretty raw, bro. He's actually pretty raw. He's 
fucked up all my mom's plants at the house. And, <laughs> and it's been a wild journey for them, but I just want them both to always feel like they got that support from the older sibling, you know? Yeah. That's that's a, that's a really important role to play within yeah, a family, you know, because exactly. you got to you gotta make sure that you're always, you know, on your A game. We were talking about that a little bit before where, you know, as long as they see that you're putting in the work and you're doing, you know, everything in your power to do the right thing, yeah. right? They're going to not have a choice but to follow in your footsteps. Yeah, because like I told you, bro, you could always tell them, do the work, do this, do that. But if you don't do it, then they're not going to want to fucking do it because they're like, okay, why do you preach it, but why don't you do it? Right. And right. it goes for the same as to my business, bro. I'm never going to have a client do something I wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. You know, I always want to make sure everybody around me has that special support to where if I preach work, I'm going to make sure I do my fucking work. Exactly. You know, I'm going to make sure I... What's that saying where you said, like, you are what you preach or some type of stuff like that? Yeah, I was just going to say maybe lead by example. Yeah, like, you know, exactly. So that's exactly. that's a great point. You know, that's something I, I really uh, do emphasize just to people, I guess, around me. You know, they ask me for advice, um, which I, I like to think I'm good at advice. Maybe not, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm just a 20-year-old kid, you know, on a podcast. So uh, take it for what you will. But, you know, I say lead by example. If you want people to, you know, do something, why don't you do it, mm-hmm. right? And so... Um, you know, I definitely want to talk about that with, with your business and what you're doing, yeah. you know, because that's a that's what you're doing. You're leading by example. Yeah. But before we get there, I guess I do want to talk about, you know, you and uh, playing soccer, because that was a big part of your life. And obviously you're not doing that anymore. No, that's you know, not done. what what was that transition like, especially, you know, we were talking about family, you know, to see your family even see you not playing soccer, um, because for you, the, those of you guys that don't know, I used to play for Santa Rosa Junior College. I'm currently not playing anymore. I'm looking to kind of pursue this. Um, you know, more seriously. And so, you know, you got to sacrifice one thing yeah. to do another. And so, you know, how was that sacrifice for you? And how has your family supported you through that? Dude, it, it's been a long journey, bro. It, I've been playing soccer since I was a kid, bro. Since I was a kid, I played through high school, played through middle school, played all the way to college. And obviously you always had those dreams of wanting to go pro. Yeah. And my parents always knew me as that, bro. So they were super supportive. I mean, you know what it's like being a college athlete. You don't have time for a job. You don't have time for an outside world. So I didn't have a job, bro. My parents supported that. They were able to maintain me for a while. Right. And then it got to a point where it just started fucking with my head. I started dealing with mental health issues. And I dealt with all of that shit on my own, bro. I yeah, I wasn't comfortable to tell anybody. I never even told my own girlfriend. I never told my parents. I never told my siblings. Um, it just got to a point to where I would wake up, bro, with stomach aches. I wouldn't eat. I would fucking throw up. Literally, before going to practice, bro, I would throw up. I wouldn't eat. Oh, and I would still got to deal with it and just say, like, okay, I'm going to fucking stick through it. I told him I want to be a pro, so I'm going to be a fucking pro. But then it gets to a point to where you just got to put people's feelings aside and take care of yourself. You know what I mean? So I told, um, I remember this morning, top of my head, bro. I woke up, I cooked breakfast, and I didn't eat, bro. I didn't eat because in my stomach, I just had that feeling like, all right, today is the day. I'm not going to practice. Um, I got up, bro, from the kitchen table. I went and I threw up, dude. And I came I came out. I started crying. I went back to the bathroom. And then I came back out and I told my mom. I was like, Mom, I'm not going not gonna to play anymore. Like, that's it. That's done. I'm not going to practice. And she thought I was fucking with her. Because like I said, like I never showed anybody what I was going through. Never told anybody about it. So my mom never believed me, bro. She was like, oh, all right, cool. Like, you're just fucking with me. Like, I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. Until practice time came and i was still home she's like what are you doing here i was like i told you i'm done like i'm literally done like i'm not gonna play and that's where she asked why 
So then I explained to her, I told her everything and kind of how it's been going, how I was dealing with all that shit on my own and called my dad. I let him know too. My dad wanted me to just take a week break and kind of transition back into playing. But I told him that I thought it was just kind of the best, the best thing to do for my mental health to take care of myself. And it's something that has to be done, bro. You, yeah. you can't, you can't do something that you're not happy doing. And it was getting to the point to where I was thinking about, okay, it, it, do I really want to take this on as a career and not be happy doing it for my entire fucking life, or do I want to go on and do something I genuinely in love yeah. and enjoy doing? Like you said, sometimes. You don't get paid for what you do, but you enjoy what you do. So it doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of where I'm at now, bro. I started pursuing personal training. Um, I love it, dude. Yeah. I fucking love it, bro. It's there's nothing better than being able to inspire and motivate other individuals. Um, it's the best fucking feeling in the world, bro. When you have somebody tell you that mm-hmm. you changed their life, that you impacted their life, it's fucking. It's real humbling and it's really, really fucking enjoyable, bro. I genuinely love it and I hope to make a career out of it and take it to the next level. Yeah, I, I want to touch on a couple points you just brought up because I think that it's just valuable information, you know, for anybody dealing with, you know, whatever it is, especially in a time where social media is something that is incredibly hit or miss. You know, when I say that, I mean, you know, you can see a whole bunch of people posting, you know, their happy lives, but at the end of the day, you know, that's just a glimpse into their life. That's one snapshot, you know. And so, um, you know, mental health is something that is not a joke. It's something that's really important. You know, um, I could definitely relate. And, and I really appreciate you for, for, you know, telling us that story because it's not easy to only go through that, but then also get out of that and then share that. And then talk about it. Exactly. Bro. Right. So exactly. that's um, I could really commend you for that. And I really appreciate that because, you know. I kind of went through a similar thing where I didn't want to play and then I stopped playing. I went to college for a year and kind of didn't play, just kind of saw what that whole college experience was like, came back and went to Santa Rosa Junior College, which you guys know about. And then, you know, I now I'm kind of in that same position where like this isn't really what's making me happy. And now I kind of want to move on. You know, dealing with that mental part of it was very, very important. And I'm glad that, you know, you were able to tell some people, you know, that this is what you have to do you have to do what makes you happy you know before we move on can you just kind of touch on you know what that moment was like you know i know you mentioned like you're just like i'm not gonna do it you know was that like an intuition type of thing where you're like you know i just know i'm not gonna do it anymore or you know was there little things that you did like before that to kind of help you out like oh maybe if i take a break or maybe if i don't do this you know what what kind of helped you get through that time you know or was it just kind of one day you're just like nah nah bro so for me it was like a whole year of dealing with, okay, I don't want to play, but my parents want me to keep playing. They want me to go pro, so I'm going to do it for them. And that specific whole week, that whole, I think it was like a month or two, bro, that I was just like, okay, like, I really want to tell them I don't want to play. Like, at this point, I'm just doing it to satisfy somebody else. Like, I'm not even happy. Um, Dude, it was fucking with my relationship so much with my siblings. Mm. As I mentioned, like, now I'm way closer to my siblings, bro. It was getting to the point to where I was always mad, bro. Because I'd get home from practice, dude, and you know, bro, you're just fucking home yeah. for a couple of hours before you got to go to sleep and you got to go do the same shit over again. Yeah. And I was always mad, bro, just always giving everybody attitude, whether it was at home, whether it was outside, it was it was just getting out of hand. So I just that's where I told myself, like, all right, you got to 
just see do you really want to do this or do you want to do it because somebody else wants you to do it mm-hmm. you know what i mean okay. so like i said it was probably about two months bro to where i was like all right like i don't want to do this anymore okay. i pushed through i didn't have the best college season first of all bro i didn't and i think that's kind of what impacted too like mm-hmm. you know like okay like this is just fucking well mental health what am i even doing here right. i genuinely don't even fucking matter to this team so that's where i was like all right cool like let me take care of myself and just do my own thing and i look back at it now bro and i don't regret it it's something that i genuinely am happy with it's a decision that i don't mind i'm super 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 happy with because now i'm doing like i said something i love and something i enjoy and yeah bro nobody believed me when i told them not even my friends. My girlfriend didn't believe me. She's like, all right, you're fucking with me. You're on your way to practice. I was like, no, I'm, I'm fucking home. My yeah. friends didn't believe me because, like I said, everybody always knew me as that soccer player. Yeah. And once you tell them you don't want to do it anymore, then it's just kind of like, all right, is he fucking with this? Is he not? I, I want to actually really quickly just interject here and, and say that I'm, I'm glad that you kind of realized that, you know, you, you had this thought of like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, but basically like what am i without soccer and then you kind of had that self-reflection where like oh now i gotta figure that out you know Mm -hmm. and that's i think a very important piece is you got to ask yourself you know whatever it is you do you know what are you without that and can you be genuinely happy with with that is is that something is that a correct assumption to to make Mm, yeah kind of wrong i always thought that if i wasn't playing i was just gonna be a bum I I when I was playing I always told myself all right if it wasn't for soccer I wouldn't be in college or I would probably be a nobody whatever whatever but like I said it got to the point to where I wasn't happy and my fitness journey started actually in college so I started to see like okay how much work you need to be on the field so I started to get in the gym I got in shape I started off as a chubby kid I got in shape and my my girl she wanted to get fit so i was like cool come to the garage which is where i run my sessions i trained her for about two three months just as a fun thing just working out with my girl training her getting her right and she saw some pretty good results dude yeah. so that's where i was like all right cool like i could probably make something out of this yeah. i had another buddy come in and i trained him for about two months mm-hmm. um I got him pretty good, too. So then I was like, all right, hold on. Like, this is fucking enjoyable, bro. You see somebody start out of shape. You slowly get happy with yourself. And then you get to where you want to be. It's like you see that whole process, bro. So it's like, holy shit, this is pretty cool. And that's when I slowly started to get into it. And I started the whole Fearless Fitness Instagram. Uh, Had a bunch of clients. And then I stopped because, again, soccer. I stopped. So I went to preseason. And that just shut off for, like, a whole... I don't know, but season's long, dude. It was season's... like four months, I believe, from like August to November. Yeah. September, October, November, August. Yeah, so like four months. Yeah, it, just, it was just there. The Instagram was just there. No content, no nothing going up. Wow. And then I stopped, and that's where I was like, all right, I'm just going to go all in on this and take it as far as I can and not look back and just do what I want to do, dude. Okay, so like, so so you um, so you started with your girlfriend and then, you know, a friend, you know, kind of just like, yeah, right, let, me, let me give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And then... Yes. After that, you know, can you maybe explain to us, sorry to cut you off, I just want to know, like, so then how did it restart? Because, you know, it's not easy to stop something and then pick up right where you left off. Yeah, and then, so, you know, how did that again, go? bro, just on Instagram, I started to build that reputation and trust with people to where now I'm not the soccer player. Now I'm the personal trainer, okay. you know, to where if somebody in Watsonville is looking for a personal trainer, they'll think about me and they'll message me and I'll try to take care of them as much as I can. And I'll put them into my schedule if it can. If I can, then I'll take care of them through online. So that's kind of how I just picked it up, bro. I was just like, all right, cool. Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. 
So I just started it off, started posting stories, started letting them know training was going to be back, clothing is going to be back, everything's going to just kind of be back. Mm-hmm. And I started it off and it kicked off well. And thankfully, people in Watson have been pretty fucking supportive of it. And so. they've just been super motivating, trying to do it and trying to make it out of there, dude. Trying to. So uh, I guess that leads me into the next question where, um, so, so you basically build this this business right and it starts from you know trying to help people out which Mm -hmm. is i think the best way to start because you know as soon as you start people call it a passion project or you know whatever it is you know that's kind of how i started you know i want to help people out by sharing stories you know Mm -hmm. that's that's the basis of this right and you know you have to be happy like you said without you know making a single cent yeah you know obviously moving forward you know obviously you're going to get paid and all that but how did you you know start really thinking about making this as professional as possible because now i have you know fearless fitness you know that your website open yeah. you know i see your instagram page you know <laughs> you, you you you're, you're knocking this out of the park mm-hmm. but you know how, how do you basically create a professional system you know where you know people can you know buy a booty builder program you know for the mm-hmm. ladies out there watching you know you know you can buy the athletic program for the athletes you know the mm-hmm. the mass gaining program you know can you maybe explain on how you know you started those programs and then can you maybe dive deep in, in, you know, what those offer? So everything, like I said, bro, everything's been a journey. You always, like you said, you always got to start from nothing. Um, obviously I started with no clients. I started off just on Instagram, slowly building that trust from people is what's going to have you up there, you know, building really what it is. And the programs are a hundred percent adjusted to what they're titled. So an athletic program is going to help you become athletic. It's going to be, uh, it's specified towards athletes, toward their specific program, to their specific sport that they play, whether you're a football player, soccer player, basketball player. It's going to have those important stuff that you need, like agility, your plyos, your strength, and right. your core stability, your core strength in general. Um, your booty builder is specified towards that, you know, targeting your booty two times a week along with legs and your upper body and your cardio and your core and then you got your mass gainer which again is specified towards that you got your fat loss which again is specified towards that so every program is adjusted towards that specific goal to where it's targeted to help you reach your full potential and what you want to do you have you have these different programs you know let's say i see a lot of people um whether it's on social media whether it's just people asking me um you know, like, let's say, let's say I want to, the most common one we'll, we'll go with, you know, I want to build muscle and lose fat. You know, what, what would someone ask you or what would you recommend to them? I'd probably say to go with either the fat loss program or the mass gainer program. Because again, that fat loss program is specified towards fat loss. If you want to get rid of your fat, you want to get toned, which is what every guy wants to do. Then they originally go with that one. And if they want something more personal, more accustomed to them, then... I'll grab them on as a, you know, as a one-on-one client to where I adjust the program to them according to their fitness levels, you know, how they eat, what their health is, and how strong they are, how weak they are, and everything is kind of adjusted towards them. And that's really just how it all works, dude. Everything's got to be adjusted towards something, towards a specific goal, and to make sure that they get what they're paying for, you know? Right. You don't want to give them some half-assed program to where they're just going to feel like, okay, like, Maybe I'm paying for something that's not even fucking good, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's, I, I really like how you mentioned that actually because that's exactly it. You know, they can tell, people can tell if you're not authentic with what you're mm-hmm. putting out there, which is, um, which is a really great point because, you know, you got to make sure that you're, you're able to, 
you know, go balls to the wall with this and put in, you know, really everything you can into into these programs, which, um, you know, I could tell you you have because everything looks really good, looks really professional. I guess the other side to that. Yeah, of course. The other side to that is like, you know, how, how do you manage all of these clients, whether it's, you know, online, whether it's, you know, in person, I guess, like, how do you stay organized, you know, time management, you know, how do you how do you keep that in check? Because as people know, you know, once you start becoming more of a professional in whatever aspect of life you want to pursue, there's a point where, you know, you're going to have too many clients, which is a good problem to have. You're going to have too many appointments. You're going to have, you know, a lot of overlapping things that you just need to get organized. You know, what, what advice could you give me or, you know, my audience in terms of just staying organized and really excelling at that? So for my online clients, everybody has a date to where we check in with them weekly, two times a week. And everybody gets put on a calendar every Sunday. So every Sunday, I grab all my online clients. Uh, I grab a time that works for them. I set them up on my calendar to where I'm like, okay, this day I'm meeting with him. This day I'm meeting with her, with him, and however it works. Uh, all my in-person clients have a set schedule to where they come in every day at that specific time. So I already know what I'm going to be doing at that time. So it gets to a point from 4 to 8, I'm just doing in-person. So from 4 to 8, it's completely shut off to my clients. That's kind of what I'm doing to them. And the other time is where I set up my Zoom meetings, my phone calls, uh, whatever I got to take care of outside of that. And I take care of all of my online clients. Um, okay. The way I organize it too, just in general, my life is I always plan my day before. Mm-hmm. So the night before, I always plan my day. I write out what I got to do. And like you said, dude, once you kind of go boss deep with it, it gets fucking hard. Yeah. Um, you just got to set up your day. Sometimes you got to wake up early as fuck, but it's, yeah. again, sacrifices you got to do to make sure that you take this shit to the next level, dude, to where you want to get. Um, what's helped me stay organized, dude, is calendars and really just writing your shit down. Yeah. Because yeah. once it's written down, it's like, okay, I got to do it. If you don't do it, you feel like, like a complete fuck up, bro. You're like, <laughs> fuck, I wrote it down, but I didn't stick to my word. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's That's very true. Writing is something that I've I've recently gone into, you know, as I'm trying to stay more organized. You're very you're very right on that, hitting that right on the nose. Like you definitely just gotta write it all out because some people learn in different ways, you know. Obviously, like there's auditory, you know, there's kinesthetic where you actually have to do it. Um, you know, for me, I, I can't really have an online calendar because then I just don't really seem to check it. It's have to has to be written down right in front of yeah. you. So that's that's a really yeah. good point you bring up. You know, make sure you guys really understand that you have to know what the best things and learnings habits are for you. Right. Exactly, you know, yeah. I, I saw you reading atomic habits. How have you I just started, bro. Yeah. I barely started it. I just finished just the first chapter. Yeah. Bare, literally barely started it, bro. I started it last week. I think it's a, I've, I've read a little bit of it. I did a little bit of research on that book actually for a project and it's a very interesting book and it's very true. You know, habits is something that building habits can just, translate to anything yeah, you know exactly. anything like writing you got to write yeah. your stuff down every night that's a habit mm-hmm. right yeah. which is which is crazy because it has a lot of power it helps you do more by thinking about less yeah which is exactly. uh which is a great point you know i guess um to kind of move more forward and um a question that i had about about fearless fitness is how do you not get burnt out when it comes to training people you know for four hours straight you know having to do you know zoom calls making programs and stuff like that and then finding time to work out for yourself and, and building that 
that out for yourself? You know, do you work out with the clients? Do you know, do you get your own workout? Because I used to be a coach and um, I used to train like 16 year olds and 12 year olds. And when I would, you know, coach them up, I would also jump into drills and, you know, say like, hell, like I'll get my own session. Fuck it. And like we would do running and, and you know, shout out to my uh, old boss, Diego. He would always run these guys because, you know, you have to be fit to play soccer. And we would always do like like track runs or hill runs. And, and I would always jump in, you know, he always be like, would tell me like, you want to jump in? I'm like, I mean, if I say no, like I'm just hurting myself, you know, so might yeah. as well. You know, how do you find time for, for yourself throughout your busy day? And then how do you not get burnt out? I try to take the weekend off, bro. I try to take the weekend off, whether it's just Saturday or just Sunday. I try to take that one day for just me. And I'll spend time with my family, with my girlfriend, with my friends. Because as you may know, when you're trying to run a fucking business, bro, time is sacrificed. You don't have a lot of time with your family, with your loved ones, uh, your friends, your girlfriend. You don't have that time throughout the week, dude. Um, I try, like I said, I try to take a day of, of the weekend. To just kind of be with my girlfriend, my family, like for today, since I came out here, yeah. go chill out in San Francisco with my girlfriend a little bit. Mandatory. But throughout the week, bro, I try to wake up early and take a specific hour of the day to where it's just me. Like nice. I, I put my phone away, I completely shut off, and it's just me. Um, every morning I wake up at six, and from six oh, yeah. to nine, it's just me. So it's it's just six six to seven is me taking care of myself. I'll have breakfast. I'll take my vitamins. I hydrate. I read. I journal. Nice. And I stretch, I do my yoga, my mobility, whatever I got to do. Oh. From 8 to 9, then I work out, which, again, is just time for me. So nice. 7 to 9 is just time for me, and that's what I take. Um, I don't take that I don't take that time for, like, anything else, bro. It's just straight me, just strictly taking care of myself. And then after that, I know it's just straight work. Mm-hmm. So I just take care of the work, and you got to do what you got to do sometimes, bro, really. Obviously, still taking care of yourself, making sure you don't burn out. If I ever feel like I need a day off, then I just, those seven to nine, maybe I'll take it to sleep in, you know, take care of myself, take care of, like, again, like I said, take care of your mental health. That's always got to be well taken care of as far as anything goes, dude. You, you got to watch it just as much as you watch your physical health, dude, to be honest. Damn, yeah, that's a million dollar morning. If, if I had to say anything to describe a million dollar morning right there, you guys just heard it. You know, I can see you're doing a lot of things right. You know, everything, you know, we've talked about, you know, you're doing right, which I I love, you know, because, you you know, I could definitely say that I want to be around people like you, people that are doing the right things, people that know what they have to do and they get it done. You execute. That's, you know, and and it comes back to that, bro. You got to surround yourself with people who want to win you. If you hang out with like low minded people, then you're going to be a low minded person. I try to just surround myself with like minded people who want to genuinely accomplish their dreams and just want to kind of make it out dude and that's super important bro because you become what you are around dude and it's insane because i've hung out with like both types of people and when i hang out with people that are super low-minded then i get that energy and i get lazy and i don't want to do the work anymore and i just want to get home and chill you know but then again i hang out like right now with you bro like we're having conversation before the podcast and it's just super fucking motivating um so it gets to like like you said you want to be around people like you Mm -hmm. to where you feel like all right cool like he's doing the work so why can't i do the work and it comes back to you know inspiring your siblings Mm -hmm. they want to be around you because you're doing the work you know what i mean it's you got to do what you preach again it just all ties back to that bro yeah yeah no that's a that's a very good point you know when it comes to friends and people you surround yourself with, it's very difficult to look back at, you know, at yourself and really understand, you know, what you want to do 
and how that relates to people that you're around. Because, you know, if, you know, you and me have different goals. You know, maybe you want to do personal training and I want to do podcasting. Two very different things. Mm-hmm. Yet the core system of what that's built around is the same. You know, having discipline, having motivation, you know, helping others out and yeah. seeing results and being inspired and inspiring others. Mm-hmm. You know, same exact system, just two different outcomes, mm-hmm. which is amazing to see because now you take that system and you implement it into every aspect of your life where like, okay, like, are my friends, are the people I'm hanging around doing the same thing? And it's like, well, maybe they are, maybe they're not. But, you know, now you have that choice. You know, you got to really realize, you know, who you're hanging around. And, you know, if, if you're happy with that, then by all means do it. But, you know, there's there comes a point where, you know, you want to start to grow. And, you know, at least how I see it is, you know, you're not stopping yourself from growing. You're, you're going to ch- chase for what you want, you know? Yeah. And so it's just ma- matter if, you know, people around you are just going to support that or they're just not, you know, and, and that's just another sacrifice, which, which I'm glad you brought up. Um, you know, I guess kind of moving forward and, and talking about, you know, f- f- uh, fearless fitness, you know, how did you kind of think about that name and how did like the whole fearless come about? Because, you know, we've talked a little bit about sacrifices you know, we talk a little bit about risk, like risking soccer and stuff like that. You know, fearless fitness, you know, what, what was the idea behind that? Maybe the philosophy behind it and, you know. I think it's something that represents what I stand for. Uh, whenever I see an opportunity, I don't look back and I just fucking take it without being, you know, fearless. You just, sometimes you just got to go forward and fucking do what you want to do, bro. And not giving a fuck what other people think. Yeah. So I think the name simply represents who I am. And what I stand for and what I want to inspire and motivate other people to be, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously, when you're starting something, you're scared. But, again, it just ties back to being fearless, bro. Like, yeah. you just got to do it. You got to not look back and not give a fuck what other people think. So That's a good reminder right there. Just seeing, you know, your own brand, your own name. Like, nah, don't, don't, don't fear this. You know, and it's right there, bro. It's in the name. So yeah. it's... You wake up, I know I run fearless, so it's like, okay, I cannot be a bitch today and <laughs> not point. do what the fuck my brand stands for, you know? Yeah. I gotta get up and fucking do it so that my followers see that I'm about it and that they want to be about it as well. That's 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 a great message, and I think that's a great reminder to yourself. Um, I guess kind of, um, you know, me being curious, you know, can you walk me through the process of, of starting the brand and, you know... I know we talked about starting the business, but can you maybe walk me through starting the brand and, and the clothing line and, you know, where those ideas came from, how you did it, you know, that how did that whole process, you know, start? So outside of fitness, bro, I fucking love fashion. Okay. I, yeah. I love fashion. Hell yeah. Uh, I always wanted to start a clothing brand and I just thought what better way to put fashion into fitness, yeah. you know, tie both of my things together and put them together, which is something that's going on. Right now, highly, bro, a lot of people in the gym are just fucking bringing fashion into the gym. So I thought, what better time than now? Yeah. You know, um, I, I think that when I create a piece of clothes, it's me expressing myself, bro. Mm-hmm. It, it's me putting how I feel that specific day, that specific week, that specific month. Because it's fucking months of thinking, bro. It's months of thinking, you know, a design is not easy. As simple as they look, bro, it's literally not easy to just think, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of thought. It's, it's a big thought process that's got to be put into it. And it all starts, again, like from nothing. And yeah. it's just got to every going. Every detail, really quick, every detail is meant to be there, right? Mm-hmm. Like every little thing about it, you know, when you guys see like 
the way I make these videos, the way I, you know, do the editing, it's all meant to be there, which is Yeah, and sometimes people, like, I think that's all behind the scenes work, bro. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people don't see and they don't understand what it is, you know? And, like, that clothes that I've created, bro, I think I'm genuinely happy with it. And I don't think I'll ever drop something that people won't wear or mm -hmm. that I won't wear. Exactly. And Great it just point. goes back to I'm not going to make my clients do something I'm not going to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I think I strongly live by that, that I'm never going to drop something I don't like. Yeah. Um, even if people tell me, dude, that shit's hard, like drop it, drop it. It's like, no, if I don't like it, I'm not going to drop yeah. it. I don't want to drop something I don't like and I don't want to drop something that's half-assed. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. That's that's holding yourself accountable, right? Like, just making sure, like, fuck, like, you know, I'm not going to, like, we were talking about earlier, too, with, like, the content, right? And we're going to get into the content, you guys, don't worry, but, you know, moving slowly right now, I just want to ask, like, yeah, like, how, how has holding yourself accountable kind of helped you learn more about either yourself or learn about new skills? Because, like, for me, at least, like, I didn't know much about editing, I didn't know much about filming, about, you know, creating something, but... That's what you're doing. You know, you're taking an idea from your head and you're thinking about it and then you're actually using that and making it and doing an action out of it and creating something for the world to see. You know, Steve Jobs said, you know, I don't know if this is the exact quote, but, you know, he said it's like taking, you know, a piece of the world and poking a hole through it, you know, and seeing what comes out on the other side. You know, that's basically what you're doing. You know, what what has been something that you've learned, you know, whether it's been, you know, maybe fashion, you've always loved it. But like, you know, logo design or, you know, marketing, I know we've talked about that, you know in doing this so i think i had no idea i was creative i think mm. definitely that's something i learned about myself i think that when i put myself to work i really get a lot done which again is something i had no idea because sometimes you can just get lazy bro sometimes yeah. you get lazy sometimes you get comfortable and that's something i didn't know that if you really just sit down and set yourself to wanting to accomplish something that specific day you'll fucking do it because there's no other way around it than fucking doing it. So, I guess uh, just answering your question real quick, I think what I found out about myself is that I'm really fucking creative when it comes down to working on clothing. Um, but again, dude, I have so many pieces that I haven't dropped because I don't like. Um, oh, wow. That crew neck, the one I brought for you, yeah. the, the one with the heart, um, that shit was sitting for like four months without being dropped because I didn't like it. Really? It was just there because I didn't like it. And I kept wearing it, and it got to the point where I was like, okay, like, this shit's actually kind of fucking hard. <laughs> Let me drop it. And I dropped it, and it happened to do pretty well, which I'm extremely fucking thankful for everybody that bought one, for everybody sure. that supported it. And it's just, yeah, dude, I guess you really learn about yourself a lot when you're running a business because it's your business, it's your brand, it's what you stand for, it's what you own. So, I mean, working on it, you're technically working on yourself. You know, it's a lot of fucking time spent on your own. Um, sometimes it's just you in the room working. Sometimes it's it's a lot of lonely hours, bro. Like I said, it's a lot of time sacrificed as to yourself. So what is there not to learn about yourself? You know, you learn every single little detail. I've learned that I'm a fucking neat freak, bro. If I'm around, if my room is ever a mess, dude, I just start to stress out. I stop what I'm doing and I start cleaning. Wow. Um, I hate mess, bro. I, I, I can't be around it if it's in my house. Yeah, I feel um, that. Yeah, it's been a lot, bro. That's it's cool. A lot. That's uh, I think that that what you said about you know being able to put in the lonely hours is something that is just so important to life in general because like you have to be able to basically. 
do those unseen hours and put that work in and, and be able to basically do that behind the scenes. Like we talked about a little bit before you mentioned that, you know, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes is stuff that, you know, no one, no one's going to see, no one notices, you know, the, the, the nights that you're up, you know, working on a perfect logo design, you know, no one sees the nights you're up, you know, researching, you know, uh, and creating a meal plan for, for a client that, you know, is asking for it. And, and you just have to go above and beyond. And I think that's what separates people who, you know, are just doing their, their thing and trying to be good. And the people who are trying to be great is those little details that really just set you apart, you know, yeah. things that you've mentioned already, like, you know, writing in your journal, you know, waking up and having that million dollar morning, you know, an hour to yourself mm-hmm. is, is the stuff that just over time compounds incredibly because you're able to basically separate yourself from, you know, what you used to do and try to chase the person you want to become. Which yeah. is and it ties back to that book, bro. Just building little habits. Yeah. Building little habits, how some habits might not have a benefit right off the bat, but it's going to be more of a long-term investment, you know. As time goes, you'll see benefits from that habit. You know, obviously, you're not going to wake up one day and just work out in the morning you're not going to see results from one workout you're not going to receive results from two workouts from three workouts from four workouts shit you might not even see results for a whole fucking month yeah you know it takes time and it's a process and it's a habit that's got to be built and you'll slowly start to see benefit from it whether it's again for your mental health for your physical health whatever it is you'll slowly start to see a process from that specific habit that's built i want to ask actually you bring up a good point you know for those people that don't you know, necessarily have a gym routine or don't go to the gym regularly, you know, besides, you know, signing up with, with fearless himself <laughs> and, and making an appointment. If you're from Santa Cruz area, definitely uh, check him out. But besides, you know, that, you know, what would you recommend for those type of people who, you know, want to get into the gym, but maybe they're not, they're a little too young. They don't know, or that they've just never had the opportunity to try it out. You know, what advice would you give those people, you know, like who want to get big, who want to get lean, who, ladies who want to build a booty, you know, what, what would you, you know, tell those people? A, a lot of the times as to why people don't do it is because they're scared. They're, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to do it. Um, everybody starts without that knowledge. Nobody, I didn't start fucking knowing how to pick up a dumbbell, how to pick up a barbell. Everybody starts somewhere. Um, if I had to give somebody advice, it'd be to simply just do it. You just got to do it, dude. Whatever it is, whether even if it's outside of the gym, bro, if you want to start something, just do it. And that goes to when people ask me to advise for how to start their business. I say, just do it. If you start something, you're more than likely going to keep continue going with it if you really enjoy it. Um, if you want to start going to the gym, start out by going a specific day and just pick up a fucking membership. Now you're paying for that membership, so you got to go to the yeah. gym and learn how to do it. Yeah. Whether you're doing it on your own, whether you're having a personal trainer, is you just got to do it, bro. That, that's what it is. Do your own research. Uh, Go on YouTube, watch videos if you have to. Um, that's kind of that's how I started. I just started off watching YouTube videos, yeah. understanding how the mind, the body works, how how to lift in specific. Because um, sometimes you need, do do need that guidance to be lifting, since it is it is it could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I guess best piece of advice I got for you guys is to just fucking do it. That's a uh, that's great advice because you you learn more. Like I was talking to a D one athlete from St. Louis University. And he was telling me, um, Alex Sternberg, shout out. He was telling me, you know, he's learned a lot more, you know, from experience than from stuff in the classroom, you know, whether it's college or not. Um, and, and that just correlates perfectly. Like you said, like, if you want to start a business, you got to experience that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so just doing it, you know, and, and saying, you know, fuck it, I'm just going to send it is, is the best, you know, the best and most simple advice. You know, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. It's not always going to be great. 
that's something people think that it's always going to be great and it's not always going to be great. Um, a lot of people have that wrong mindset when they're studying something. They're like, okay, um, for example, when you're starting a business, you go into it thinking you're going to make all these fucking dollars and you end up starting and you don't make a single fucking dollar for two months, three months, four months till you slowly start to get that attention. You start to build those clients. You start to build that trust in people, which is what truly matters when you're starting a business. Then the money comes in. So... For the business part of things, I guess if you're starting a business, don't set your focus on the money right off the bat. Right. Set it, I guess, on just building that specific trust with your leads, with your clients and people around you. Yeah, bro. I think that's a that's a great segue into um, the leads and the marketing and stuff like that. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, you can probably see the book up there. Sell like crazy. Sabri Subi, shout out. Great book. Um, learn all about marketing and stuff like that because at the end of the day, you know, whatever business you're in, you know, if you're a chef, if you're, you know, a trainer, if podcast, you're you're in marketing because you need to be able to and sales. You need to be able to market that, get leads, and then you need to be able to sell it. You know, have people buy your product. So, you know, what what have you learned about you know marketing and and how have you gone about marketing your business? Because you obviously are very successful. You know that what you're doing right now is a form of marketing. Hopefully, we're gonna have a lot of the powerhouse fans. Um, you know, on the fearless fitness journey as well. So, you know, what, what have you learned about marketing? Um, and how have you gone about that? I love the marketing has been done on my own. And with a buddy of mine, like I told you, uh, just on my photography, he has managed to help me a shit ton, bro. Uh, a lot of the things, a lot of sales come from grabbing people's attention. So yeah, having nice. those good pictures on your website, on, on your Instagram is what's going to grab people's attention. If you have a half-assed picture on there, people are going to have a half-assed thought towards your brand, you know? But if you have a high fucking quality picture on there that's showing what you have to offer, that's promoting your brand, then you're going to have people that genuinely fuck with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, it goes into the content. You got to have something that you think is good, something that is high quality is what we were talking about before the podcast even started. Yeah. Um, I think that's the main thing I've learned off of marketing myself is that whatever you do has to be done correct. Um, It's got to be high quality and it's got to be it's hard to say, but it's got to be fucking perfect. You know, yeah. it's it's something that you're doing for yourself. Marketing your brand is it's just got to be good and it's got to be done right. I think that's probably one of my weaknesses is I want everything to be perfect, you know, and that's very hard to do because you know nothing's going to be perfect. Yeah. But if it's like you said, like something that you'll wear, something that you'll buy, something that you'll like, comment or view, you know, then you, that's when you're talking because, you know, you got to think about it. You know, one of my other um guest that was on he's an entrepreneur does a uh, shoe in the shoe business shoe industry and he was telling me he thinks about it like you know as a um as a customer and then you know as a, as the salesman or the you know the producer or yeah. whatever the boss and so you, you got to think about it from those different perspectives is yeah. that something that you did yeah. when you were thinking about you know yeah, releasing it, it goes into me telling you how i don't drop something if i don't like it yeah i know that if i don't like it then people aren't gonna like it True. So why drop something that I half asked for people to just look at it and then get that bad thought of fearless versus drop something that's high quality, something that spreads the message and something that I genuinely like and people see it and they'll genuinely like it. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think that that's, that's a great fucking statement. Looking at it from the customer's perspective is something super important when it comes down to marketing. Um, sometimes I review my programs for fucking hours and I'm like, okay, 
I would never do this workout. Why the fuck is it on the program? Uh-huh. Again, yeah. tying back to my programs, my programs are updated monthly, mm-hmm. which I review them for a while, and I'm like, okay, this program is kind of shit. Just take it the <laughs> fuck wish. off and okay. just upgrade it and update it yeah. to where people feel like, again, they're getting quality off of it. They're getting something off of it. Yeah, I want to actually ask then, how, how can you tell like a good workout or a good program from a bad program? Because like, let's say me, for example, I was really into the soccer and athletics. So I would do a lot of plyos. I would do a lot of legs. I would do a lot of like knees over toes. I don't know if you know knees yeah. over toes guy. Yeah, I would do a lot of his uh, workouts. I actually bought his program, which is really helpful. Like, how, how do you know when a, a program is bad? You know, for example, um, with all the social media going on about like, you know, this is the perfect back workout. This is the perfect chest workout. You know, don't do this. Don't do that. Like, h- how do we know, you know, what is good and what is not? Or is it just all bad or is it all good? You know, how, what, what is your opinion on that? It's all up to the way it's structured. It's really the way it's formatted, what you start with and what you finish with. I always, for my athletic programs, I always try to start with the strength movement. So I'll have them start either on a deadlift, on an RDL, um, on a squat. And then I move them onto their plyos, and I'll superset a strength set with the plyo set. That's kind of how I set up my programs. And again, for anything else, I always try to start it with, for example, for the fat loss, I always start them off on the weights, and I finish them off with some light cardio. Okay. So, yeah, so I guess telling the difference between a good and a bad program, it really comes down to the way it's formatted. But again, every trainer has a different thought. And every trainer sees shit differently. So what I'm telling you might be different from what another trainer is telling you. It's It really comes down to what the customer trusts and what they believe, you know. But again, I'll see everything from a customer's perspective. And I'll look at shit as to like, okay, would I want to do that? Is that really going to help somebody get the results they want to get? And the time they want to get them, is it not going to help them? Or you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, that's the thing. Everybody's different. Like, you know, whether you want to, you know build strength, lose fat, you know, everybody's different. So like, it's very hard to, you know, to use social media as something that like, to discredit social media or even to credit it because, you know, all these things you see on social media, like exercise and stuff like I see you posting these and you know, those are good exercises. But if someone, you know, wants to get really, really lean or like train for a marathon, they're not going to be doing shoulder press, bench press, and all these things because that's just not for them. It's absolutely different training. Exactly. It's completely different training. A trainer could look at my stuff and say, it's not good. I could look at another trainer's stuff and say, it's not good. You right. know, it all comes down to what the fuck are you training for? That's you know what? What are your specific goals? What are you really trying to reach with this? Are you doing it just for your health? Are you doing it because you want to step on stage and you want to compete? Mm-hmm. Are you doing it because you're an athlete? Or, you know, whatever the case is, it all comes down to Again, with how the program is formatted and how you're formatting your training. That's crazy. Okay, so I, I guess I, I do want to ask then, you know, for the for the fitness fans out there and that, you know, that are really into this, you know, that's a small niche, but at the same time, you know, I, I feel like I want to tailor it to everybody, you know. What are some of your favorite workouts? What are your, some, some of your favorite programs? You know, what are some of your favorite lifts in general? Fuck, dude, I just started deadlifting. Uh-huh. And so far, I fucking love it. Really? Yeah, I fucking love it. I used to just do... Um, Regular RDLs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what those are. Do you know yeah, what those are? Yeah. yeah. I used to just do those until I recently started doing uh, conventional deadlifts, like regular fucking deadlifts, and I fucking love them, bro. Yeah. I would say my favorite day of the week is definitely leg day. Wow. So okay. I love I love my squats. <laughs> I love my squats, bro. My my heavy leg presses. I love going heavy on leg press. Mm-hmm. I love doing heavy heavy squats. Yeah. Moving weight. I mean that you feel you feel it like you're you're literally standing up with that weight, which yeah, is it, crazy. It goes back to 
I think my strongest point on my body has always been my legs because, you know, we're soccer players. So you always have those strong legs. My upper body has, to be 100% honest, it has never been the strongest. <laughs> I have never touched the 225 bench. You're lying. No, I have no never, way. bro. I have never. Um, my squat has always been the heaviest. Damn, that's that's funny because I'm kind of the opposite. I've always played soccer, but I've never trained legs. Like, I hate it. Like, I'm like, oh, I play soccer. I already have, like, good legs. And that's cap. If you guys play soccer and you think you have good legs, you don't need to train your legs. That's cap because then I got hurt and I got injured. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's because I don't train legs. Um, and I, I don't know, if I have to say chest day, every day is chest day. It's got to be for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The bench, uh, that's something that I'm trying to do right now because I, I stopped playing soccer and I'm trying to, you know, get big. I guess what would your advice to me be or anybody that's trying to gain weight and gain mass and then cut it off for summer? Because, boy, summers is like a couple months away, you know, three yeah, three to two months. Um, I'm heading to Hawaii in July. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to get right for, for that, you know, it's first time. So, you know, what advice would you give me, you know, to, to bulk up right now and then obviously eventually cut? Honestly, like I told your brother, bro, just fucking you just got to eat and you just got to make sure you're lifting heavy. And then once it's time to cut, you got to make sure you're fully fucking in it because oh. the cut gets hard, bro. Yeah. The bulk is honestly, I could genuinely say it's easy because yeah. you have, um, let's say, for example, you have 3,500 calories that day. Dude, it's so fucking easy to just fill them in. With whatever you want to eat, genuinely, if you're doing a dirty bulk, um, once it's time to cut, that's when time gets hard. Fuck. That's when time gets hard. Right now, I'm cutting. Oh, I'm shit. trying to leave. Now I'm going to LA in July. I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah. And dude, it's gonna be fucking hot. So. Oh. I'm a Warriors fan, but I'm gonna get a fucking Lakers jersey. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna get a Lakers jersey so I could wear like just cut off. Nice, so yeah. I want to just fucking straight off right now for of July course. too, bro. That's kind of where I'm at. But yeah, like I said, uh, some advice for you would be like i told your brother bro if you're trying to bulk up right now then you just gotta eat you gotta make sure you're working outside of the gym as much as you're working inside of the gym yeah um you could work out so many fucking hours but if you're not giving your body what it needs to recover and to refill then you're not gonna get shit out of it you know what i mean that's one of the most difficult pieces for me is the diet part because along this whole lifetime that i've been living is i've noticed um I do have a sweet tooth. Oh, me too. Like, bro. I, it's not really candy, but it's bread, bro. Like any type of croissant, any type of cookie, any type of banana bread, anything like that, dude. I will always be down for it, even if it's like six a.m. or, or ten p.m. You know, I'll be down for that. So, can you kind of give me or the fans some advice, like on you know how to keep a good diet? What are some foods that you maybe like eating? I know I put you on on the ice, which yeah, this is you know, good. shout out ice. <laughs> maybe not. We're not sponsored, but. They, they have, like, some low five-calorie, um, you know, drinks that are just taste amazing. They're mm-hmm. sparkly. They fill you up. You know, what, what is something that, um, some advice that you could give us, you know, in terms of, like, diet and nutrition? So, I have a sweet tooth, too, bro. I know. My yeah. sweet tooth is fucking high. For me, it's candy. Yeah. For me, it's candy, bro. I have, every time I go to a gas station, I gotta get gummies. Huh. But... If I had to give somebody advice that has the exact same issue that we have, which is a sweet tooth, yeah. is I would always find, I go to a grocery store and find snacks that taste just like junk food, but it's not junk food, you know? So there's these protein cookies that I like to eat. Um, they're by Ben and Larry's. They're pretty fucking good, and they taste just like a regular cookie, bro. So that's kind of what's helped me um, stay away from junk food is just finding um, alternatives to that food. Yeah. And making sure it's good. Like, um, you could go to, let's say you're craving a cheeseburger, you're craving a fucking Burger King or something or In-N-Out. Mm-hmm. You could easily make that at home 
with way more fucking health benefits to where you adjust it to you and you make it to where it's actually healthy to help you and your diet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess really just finding alternatives and making sure you find stuff that you like. Um, on the on the meal program I gave your brother, there's right. a section that's got a little thing that says foods that make your dieting fun. Yeah. And it's got uh, the foods that I eat. On the okay. regular to I, I make sure out. I stay on my diet, you know. Mm, There's yeah. these I fucking love chips, bro. There's these oh. chips, these protein chips by Quest. Yeah. I eat those um almost every day for lunch. I try to limit them too though. I all have like one bag a day. Okay. Dude, and, and it helps me stay away from the Doritos and the hot Cheetos and Yeah. And I'll rather have that than, you know, going on and fucking cheating on my diet. Right, right. Damn. I I did wanna ask then, you know, with with the diet and, you know, like make or not making food but i guess cooking food you know how important is it to get in the kitchen because like you said half your half your gains are, are made in the gym and the other half are made outside of the gym you yeah. know how um, how's that you know impacted being in you? the kitchen is definitely a part of being in fitness bro yeah you know uh meal prepping every sunday making sure you have that nutritious food for the week because like i said bro being into in the business only has gives you so much time throughout the week sure. um yeah. so every sunday i'll meal prep my lunch and I'm lucky enough to have my girlfriend cook dinner for me. That's a um, And she knows that I'm strict on my diets when I'm cutting. So she she herself, like I said before, she's into fitness. So she makes sure that what she cooks is well for her and well for me. Mm. Um, so, like, again, I'm super fucking lucky enough to have her while she cooks. I'm somewhere doing work, doing something for the business. So what I do cook, though, is my breakfast and my lunch, which I do every Sunday. Um being in the kitchen definitely takes a lot of time and it's something that I get lazy to do personally. Mm. So, like I said, I'm really fucking lucky enough to have my girlfriend do it. Dope, dope. Yeah, you guys should definitely check out his program. He um, he blessed my brother up with that nutrition program. I took a little peek at it and yeah, there was a lot of uh, foods that were something that I never really thought of. Like, But like, for example, one that I love was hard-boiled eggs. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, I, I rarely see people saying hard-boiled eggs, but that's like the most underrated like snack to it's me. good right so it's good it's fucking like, good bro. it's just simple it's protein i eat that every day for lunch because i'm like shit like it's, it's no mess no hassle it's, it's yeah perfect, it's just so. fucking put them in the water you go do your thing and yeah. you come back and they're ready you gotta check that out guys check that out link will definitely be in the description yeah um, thank you man link will definitely be in the description because i think you just offer a lot which is amazing um i did want to ask before we move on to the content creation and, and that aspect of it you know I guess for people that want to get into, you know, clothing, into merchandise and stuff like that, um, what advice could you give people like that? Because for me, at least, like, I've always been interested, but I've never really had the contacts or the connections or the, I guess, ability, you know, besides researching myself, you know, people that can can do this stuff for me. Because I know that it takes a lot, you know, you have to find a manufacturer, you have to find, like, obviously the designer, and unless you do that yourself, obviously, and, um, you know, sell it and package it. What what goes into that, like, the logistical part of that? Uh, I think to start a brand, bro, you genuinely got to be creative and you got to make sure that what you're putting out there, again, is quality. Um, my manufacturer itself is in L.A., so I drive up and forth a lot, make sure that the quality on my clothing is, is fine and it's perfect. I am trying to find somebody here in the Bay Area. Wow, I'd okay. much rather do a fucking two-hour drive than a six-hour drive every month. Oh, yeah. Um, the creation, all the designs on there have been done by me, but in this upcoming drop that I got coming, it is being done with another designer. Um, okay. He's got his own brand, and he's got some quality shit that I fucking love, and I'm going to be working with him. Um, a lot goes into it, which is a lot of networking, dude. 
making mm-hmm. connections with those people, um, making sure that they fuck with you and that you fuck with them so that they could help you out as much as you need that help, you know. Um, I guess if somebody wants to start their clothing brand, really just take it as something that you could use to express yourself. Put on that clothes what you're feeling, uh, what, what your thoughts are, and just kind of simplify it to where it's just a little logo, but it expresses so much, you know. Right. The word fearless expresses a shit ton of stuff. If you put a heart and then the FF together, it just expresses me. I was feeling lovable and I was feeling fearless at the same time because I'm a loving and I'm still a caring person just as much as I love to work. But I also lo- I also love to be, you know, to show that love to different types of people, man. That's a great, that's a great double, um, like meaning right there. Cause love and fear are two different, really different polarizing ideas, but bringing that together. Is yeah. You could have cool. that big fucking alpha mentality, but I'm still a soft motherfucker, bro. <laughs> I am still extremely soft. I love my family. I love big my siblings. Is, yeah. I love my friends. I love my girlfriend. And it's oh, yeah. just, it's all love. Yeah, yeah bro. It, and it's so crazy because you look at that piece of clothing and you think of it as like, oh, it's just, it's a crew neck, but there's so much gone into it, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just start your clothing brand and use it as something that you could express yourself with, man. How, how do you, um, I guess, yeah, I, I like that, but I, I do want to know, how do you, so how do you move all that, like all that clothing? How, do you have to ship it to everybody? You know, do you get everybody's address or does someone help you? you I ship key? directly from my house. Wow. I really? ship directly from my house. Um, when people purchase from the, uh, from the website. It gives me other information, so I know where to ship it. Um, I print out the shipping label for my house. Um, I package at my house. Again, lucky enough to have my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She helps me a shit ton with it. Um, sometimes I'll be extremely busy mm-hmm. to where she just comes to the house. Sorry. She comes to the house, and she does the packaging for me. Damn. And she'll ship it out. Or there's times where I have the time, and I'll just go on the website, and I'll grab the orders that were done that day, and I'll ship them out for me. Wow. Damn. That's a... That's a nice system you got there. You know, shout out your girl because that's, um, yeah, that's, she's holding it down for you, man. That's I'm lucky a, enough to have a great fucking support system, bro. All my friends, uh, my girlfriend, my family, my parents, again, like I said, they've always helped me. Whether, whatever it is, dude, it's, they've always been super helpful and I'm super lucky. Dope, to dope. have done that. That's I guess, a, I guess you could say my team is, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's my circle, bro. My fucking boy is my photographer. My girl helps me with a lot of behind the scenes shit and, my parents just support, and I guess that's just my team. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I got. That's that's mandatory right there. You know, like we talked about earlier. You know, when you have a circle around you that's really want that really wants to see what's best for you, and you know, vice versa. I think that's just you know that's dangerous because you know now it's like uh, no one's stopping you. you yeah, know? and I mean eventually I I do want to outgrow that and move into hopefully a warehouse. Um, that's dope. To where I obviously have a more professional team. Um, different people that are going to be working and doing specific tasks that I may not have time for or other people may not have time for. You know, like you said, you can't get comfortable. Yeah. So I don't want to get comfortable with that circle and and just always leave it like that. I want to expand my business. I want to move out of just being in my room. I want to be able to have somewhere where people know, like, okay, that's that's the fearless spot. That's, that's where he's at. That's where he does all his shit. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to grow, dude. So eventually I'll look into building the team and having more people join it and have them help me out. But for now, I think it, it's doing well the way it's at and I'm hoping to eventually grow the team. Hell yeah. I'll have to, um, I'll have to put you on a book called voltage by John list. He's an economist who I look up to listen to a couple of uh, his podcasts with Tim Ferriss, shout out Tim Ferriss. Um, and it talks about scalability and how like all businesses that scale have one thing in common 
and all businesses that don't scale have nothing in common, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because that's a it's a good idea and it's something that you know I'm I'm looking into as well, you know, with scaling. So we'll, we'll have to talk a little bit more okay. about that. Cool. And I love reading, bro. So any book you want to suggest, let me know. You, got you. Um, it's funny because I just started reading like this year or earlier last or late last year, but um, it is good. Um, I do want to ask then about you know social media and content creation and you know how you've gone about you know creating a social media presence and you know basically marketing yourself on social media but kind of what goes into that you know you mentioned your boy's a photographer you know shout out the boy but you know how how did you start social media and you know how, how have you become successful on social media well when i started social media i knew everything was on social media you know, everything I buy is, I've seen it on social media. Mm. Everything I do, I've seen it on social media. So I thought, what better way to grow my business than the way I help other people grow their business, which is buy off off of their shit, yeah. you know? Um, when I create a piece of content, again, it's just me expressing myself. Um, I want to make sure that I put out the best of the best quality content to where if it's somebody's first impression of me, they genuinely fuck with it. Because you could put a half-assed video, and if it's the first time somebody coming across your video... They're going to think all your other shit is half-assed. They're not going to want to go to it. Um, If I post some real quality shit and I keep it high quality all the time, then people are going to be like, okay, this guy cares about us. He's posting quality shit. He's posting shit that we're getting stuff off from. Um, Like I said, it kind of gets to a point to where when I was posting every day, I realized I was just half-assing posts. Mm -hmm. So I had to step back a little bit and work around it. Um, I went now to posting three times a week, and I realized my content is doing way better. People yeah. fuck with it way more than what they were when it was doing every day. Mm-hmm. And because those three videos that I upload a week are quality videos, bro. And yeah. I guess that's really what matters when you're putting putting out content. Because um, like I said, it could be somebody's first time interacting with your video, and if they see a half-assed video, they're gonna think that's what your brand and your uh, business is. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, a, that's an interesting point because, um, like we were talking about earlier, you know, there's other people that have a different opinion, which is, I mean, that's, you know, by all means, everybody has their own opinion, but they say, you know, post as much as possible, you know, whatever it is, you know, just post as much as possible, which I understand. I understand that point. And I, I lived by that for, for a while, um, you know, trying to post like three TikToks a day, three Instagram reels a day. And the reason that is a good idea is because when you're barely starting out, you know, there's no point in, you know, taking all that extra time to really just get everything perfect because at the end of the day it can't be perfect right not everybody's gonna like it but i really like how you said because you know if you half-ass it then you know it's not necessarily going to be the best quality you know over the amount of quantity that you're putting out which is which is a great point because i think i've realized that recently you know like posting one a day for me at least is kind of where i'm able to put as much work as possible yet you know not burn myself out and you know hinder the quality of my videos can you kind of explain how how you um use instagram to kind of get clients and and, you know because i know you post like a is it a survey no not a survey it's like a uh is your stories and you have the appointment um like set an appointment can you kind of explain that and how people can reach out to you every monday on friday and friday i post on my story a set of six pictures on my story and one of those pictures has a poll that says just yes or no um, the picture says, if you're interested in online training or in-person training with me, go ahead and click yes, and I'll go out of my way to DM you. Um, yeah. It's a set of stories that explains everything that comes on the programs, um, whether it's online, whether it's in-person, whether it's a program that you're purchasing online. 
it explains everything. It explains how I'm going to hold you accountable and how I'm going to help you reach what you want to reach. Um, and then the last story is that click yes or no. Um, they click yes. I go through it at the end of the day. I grab those leads and I write them down. And then the next day I message them or I give them a call. Mm. Yeah. So that's how I go on about grabbing online clients and person clients through Instagram. And yeah, I mean, other than posting my reels, my uh, feed posts, and people eventually will always see it and engage with it. And they'll obviously message you and you just respond to messages and try to turn followers into clients. Interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a really good idea because I'm trying to kind of figure out how to use my podcast to help other people. Obviously, I don't need clients. I don't need people to pay me to get their story out because that's not the point. But that organizational process where like you can turn your clients or uh, your followers into yeah. into clients is a uh, is a great aspect, and I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, and it goes back to building that trust with them and having them trust you because right. you're never going to have a client that doesn't trust you you know yeah. it goes the same thing as to when i when i buy something i want to make sure i like the brand you know yeah. i'm not just buying something off some random ass brand because i saw it i'm making sure that i have that trust with the brand and that i really fuck with the brand yeah. you know what i mean so again putting yourself in the customer's shoes yeah that's a uh, that's cool because i think every aspect you know you could, you could see a lot of different aspects, like you mentioned earlier, in fitness itself. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned, like, you know, the brands that, that you fuck with um, and, you know, how style and fashion has become a big part of, you know, um, the fitness industry, yeah. really. You know, what, what are some brands that you, that you fuck with, um, you know, that, that you want to shout out out here? Because I know, like, for me, at least, like, being a, a beginner in the gym, not I wouldn't say a beginner, but, like, kind of taking weightlifting more seriously because I was doing more athletic you know, now I kind of want to like, shit, like I want to buy some things, you know, what are some brands you fuck with besides Fearless Fitness, of course, that's number one right there. <laughs> um, I really like Dark Sports, I don't know if you heard of them. Never heard of them, I got to check them out. They also go, I think they go by like Wolves or something, something like that. Okay. But it, it's a pretty cool brand, I really like the way they do a lot of their stuff and I'm not going to lie to you, a lot of the shit they do I get inspiration from. Okay. So I'll I mean, grab yeah. certain pieces and I'm like, okay, cool, like maybe I can do my own thing with that. Um, as much as people hate on it, but I fucking love Gymshark. Gymshark, bro. It, why, why do people hate on it? I That's don't know, bro, but that. I love their clothes, dude. It's so comfortable. <laughs> it's fucking comfortable. Um, I think that's pretty much it, bro. That's kind of like okay. the stuff that I've bought in. Um, there's a lot of cool brands that I like, though. Like, there's this one called the Naka Power. I don't know if you heard of them. Oh, no. I, no, I, I like their stuff. Uh, Young LA, I like their stuff. I've heard of that. Alpha yeah. Elite, I like their stuff, but mm-hmm. I've never... I've never gone out of my way to buy their stuff. Um, they're super fucking dope brands, though, and I really like them. But I honestly hate ordering online, bro. So I stuff that's just online, I'll never, just, I'll never no, order online, no. bro. I hate buying online, dude. It's because I hate waiting, bro. Oh. I can't, I can't do the waiting process. That's um, tough. Yeah. If I want to order something online, I'll have my girl order it for me, and that way I just forget about it, yeah. bro. And then it comes to her house, and then she just brings it over. It's like, oh shit, I ordered that. Okay, cool. That's that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you did mention inspiration, you know, I kind of do want to ask you, you know, what, besides, you know, obviously some brands that inspire your, your branding, because I know like for me, at least like there's, you know, I'm, uh, this is another book, uh, how to steal like an artist, you know, whether people accept it or not, all art comes from other art, you know, yeah. whether it's like, you know, Van Gogh and then someone else draws that and then, you know, comes down, you know, or like we see like a brand that we like, I like see fearless fitness, you know, let me put my own twist on this you know it's all inspired you know it's not really like obviously it's not plagiarism because you're not just completely plagiarizing it but you're putting your own twist and 
and you're taking other aspects, um, which is a great point. You know, another book you guys should check out, How to Steal Like an Artist. Um, what what are some, who are some people that may have inspired you on, on this journey, you know? As far as my branding goes, people that have inspired me, again, like I said, is Young LA, um, Anaka, Alpha Elite, and Dark Sports. Those yeah. brands right there are really great fucking brands that I grab a lot of inspiration from. Um, before I always do a drop, I always go through their Instagram. Um, I find at least five pieces I like. Yeah. Um, I set them on the board, and then I say, okay, what can I, how can I blend these five together and make them mine? Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, everything comes from something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are pieces that I create on my own, like the heart one, that was 100% created by me. Oh. Um, the other one, the tracksuit, that was 100% created by me as well. Nice. Um, but yeah, those are some brands that I have grabbed a lot of inspiration from. I like their style. Um, a lot of the style that they wear to the gym is a lot of the style that I wear to the gym. So yeah. I think that's some of the stuff I like, and that's where I grab a lot of inspiration from. Oh, yeah, that, that industry is just popping off, like we talked about. I've been seeing, like, a lot of people wearing, like, you know, those, like, um, you mentioned Young LA. I've seen them around a lot. Yeah, which is why their I, shit is really cool, dude. I fuck with their stuff. That's dope. How do, how do you, you know, compete in that industry? Because, you know, obviously, I mean, shit, you put the city on your back. You know, Watsonville's on you. So yeah. how, how do you compete in, in you know, that t- type of market, you know? It all comes down to making a name for yourself, bro making a name for yourself for my brand and making sure that people fuck with the message that's behind it because you know you have all these people that fuck with the message behind young la but now i want all those people to fuck with the message behind fearless you know what i mean so i think that's what it is just having people fucking with it fucking with your vision uh understanding what you stand for and really just having those people that fuck with you bro um yeah that's dope okay yeah that's um I think that's that's part of the storytelling aspect that I've learned over the years, like kind of making sure your story is heard. And that's kind of what I want to do, you know, for you right now, telling your story to everybody out there watching is just another aspect that they can look at and say, like, oh, I understand his message and now yeah. I want to be a part of it. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that go through the exact same shit that we went through with soccer, dude. Yeah, but yeah. they're scared to do it. They're scared no to start their own business. They're scared to start their own clothing line because they don't know how to do it, whatever, whatever. But again, it's just nothing more to it than to just do it. Interesting. Yeah, I, I never really realized that like we're not alone in this, which mm-hmm. is which is great. Um, before I do get to like my final question, I just want to ask, you know, besides brands, you know, is there anybody else that inspired you? Like in terms of like, um, obviously you said your parents, but like, you know, any athletes, any business owners, any, you know, creators, you know. Any, anything like that? Anybody like that? I did start off as a soccer player, like I said, so I've always looked up to Sergio Ramos. Oh, okay. I've always looked up to Sergio Ramos. I think right now, as far as, like, inspiration from the clothing, is this one YouTuber my girlfriend put me on him. Um, his name is V. Lexon. I don't know if you know who he is. V. Nixon? V. Lexon. V. Lexon. No, I've never heard of him. He, he owns his own clothing line, too, and I love his pieces, bro. Like, the shit that's put into his stuff is, you can tell it's a lot of, like, that into it, and it's... Him, again, simply expressing himself and putting messages out there with every little piece of clothing. Um, every piece of clothing has a message, which is something that I'm trying to do with my brand. So I think I also grab a lot of inspiration from him right now. Um, as far as the gym industry goes, who I grab inspiration from, I don't know, man. Just all the, the TikTokers that post their shit and I'll look at it and I'm like, okay, cool. I could, I could do it too. So yeah. why not do it? Yeah. There's a lot of love that that's definitely... Uh, 
needs to be built up in my opinion because I always see a lot of people hating on like some of the gym TikToks. Like, yeah. I guess they call it gym talk. Yeah. Um, but I think that like I really like how, how you mentioned that because, you know, there's always people that want to hate on the stuff we're doing, like whether we're showing our workout, whether we're showing this conversation, whether we're showing whatever. But, you know, if we could see past that and really just have support for, you know, the people that are really trying to do it is you know the best thing that we could ever ask for because yeah. you know helping people out and you know having support and that support system we were talking about earlier is just you know it's a different type of feeling especially when you get it online you know when people yeah. really fuck with your shit mm-hmm. which is you know which is why you know i'm glad that you reached out to me because yeah. you know us talking and being here is just a, a byproduct of social media and what that is able to do for everybody else yeah. and i had no idea you were gonna ask me to hop on here bro <laughs> to be honest dude i'm telling you when i saw you as i got so fucking hyped bro Dude, I was like, fuck yeah. yeah, let's run it, dude. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, like, like we talked about, I've seen the professionalism that, that came with who you were and your brand, and I'm like, bet, like, you know, everybody, you know, wants to be heard. That's mm-hmm. that's my opinion. Everybody wants to be heard, but there's only some people that will actually go out of the way to make sure that make they sure are. Happens. Yeah, and, and so, you know, when you hit me up, you, I think you hit me up on, on the Instagram DMs, Instagram, yeah. and, uh, you know, I don't think I, I got the message because um, Instagram has, like, the general, the primary, and the requests or something, and so I just didn't see the notification yeah. until, like, a week or something later, and when I saw your message, I, I saw your page, and, you know, that's when I was like, oh, shit, like, I, I, yes, like, for sure, like, you know, you, you were doing your thing, I, I saw your, your website, and I'm like, Oh, you're really doing this, you know? And then you told me you were from Santa Cruz. And like I said before, I really appreciate you for making the drive out here. It's It's, worth it, dude. It's not easy, but hell yeah, it was worth it. And everything pays off like that, you know? I guess um, my last question for you, um, you know, this was a really good podcast. And and we had a lot to talk about, which, um, you know, I had a lot. I got a lot of insight into that industry and into your life and into your story. And, you know, I could see, like, I could relate to a lot, but I could also learn from a lot uh, of the things you had to say. A lot of the shit I said on here, bro, I have never told anybody. Like, as far as the mental health stuff goes, everybody just kind of thought I stopped. Everybody just saw it like that, but I never went deep into why I stopped. So now, glad people know that part of me and know what I went through to kind of build what I've built. Oh, yeah, bro. I think that that just, you know, adds fuel to the fire in terms of the message that you're spreading and, you know, is able to let people be a part of that, you yep. know, and, and being transparent with that. Um, it's just, you know, it's something that's so relatable. You can't hide that type of shit. Yeah. You know, you know, people people will figure out a way to, to correlate their, their life with that. And, and if, you know, you having the balls to say that message and, and speak that truth. Is something that I really could appreciate for sure. So I really do appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I guess my last question is, you know, what advice would you give to your younger self? You know, back in the day, maybe ten year old, maybe twelve year old, David. Um, you know, going through it, uh, going through the motions. You know, what what advice would you give yourself? I'd tell him to not be scared, bro. To not be scared of doing what you want to do and do it for yourself. You know, hell yeah, do it for yourself. Do something you genuinely love, like we said. Be okay with getting zero money from it when you start and just genuinely enjoy the fact that you're doing what you fucking love fuck yeah you guys heard it here first that's a great message bro i think that correlates exactly with what you're doing and i think it just seals the deal in terms of being fearless and and doing what you love Mm -hmm. that's a great message um you know before we go do you want to shout yourself out um to the cameras and, and and to everybody watching um you know where where can they find you where can they um see your website and, and all those uh i mean Instagram, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, uh, at Fearless One Fitness. Um, 
Link to my website is all in my bio. If you guys want to book anything in a session, uh, become an online client, purchase a program, feel free to shoot me a DM. I'll take care of you guys. Um, everything's on my Instagram, so follow me on Instagram. And, and they can be cli- they, you, they can be clients with you even if they're not in the area, yeah, right? Yeah. I do a lot of online training, too. I have a, a bunch of online clients, which is where most of my shit is kind of ran through. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in getting started, but you need that extra guidance, feel free to message me, and I'll go ahead and take great fucking care of you guys. You guys heard it here first, for sure, bro. I really appreciate you for coming appreciate on. you, man, for having me, bro. Always, bro. Always, bro. Anytime, you know, hopefully uh, within the next you know, few months we can get you back on, you know, yeah. hopefully maybe down in Santa Cruz I'll set this up and we do like a little beach podcast or something like okay. that. That okay. would be sick. But uh, in the meantime, you guys know where to find him. Um, David, I really appreciate you appreciate for coming you. on. If you guys enjoyed this, please leave a like, comment, anything that you guys want to see in the future. Uh, make sure to check David out. Uh, lots of great insight, lots of great content for you guys to see there and just in general if you guys want to get into the fitness industry or just you know change your life he will do that for you so make sure you check it out anything any gear i used guys it's all gonna be in the description below so just make sure you check that out as well uh if you guys want to be a guest if you guys have a story to, and you guys want to tell it like today link below I'll, i have a link there where you could sign up i also have a link where you guys can basically purchase my um course that is will be free for you guys who click the link so make sure you check that out and uh you know sign up for the for the pre-sale uh without further ado guys thank you so much for watching and i'll see you in the next one deuce you know you gotta think it and you gotta plan it and then you gotta grind it out and if that's the case and we do that i think it's a recipe for success